When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Chris Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce St. Joyce, we're doing this second time in, in as many dates. It's March Madness. Wow. It there really it is. Started. Yeah. Uh, today we're talking about the BAFTA Awards. We, we teased this yesterday or on Tuesday. Today's Wednesday. Uh, can't wait. BAFTA Awards this weekend too. Conflict with the Critics' Choice Awards so much so that- Well, this was a Awards... BAFTA called dibs on March 13th first. <laughs> and then the Critics' Choice Awards were like, what about March 15th? And we'll do a satellite broadcast from, you know, the UK, I guess. It's going to be Mar- Well, March 15th is the Ides of March. They right. won on March 13th. Right. But yeah. They didn't want to pick the 6th or the 20th. <laughs> sure. So, uh, so here we are. Or, or like middle of the week either. So No. So BAFTA Awards are happening this weekend as well. So like we had said, a big weekend. Uh, Joyce, we're going to go through the nominees, do our predictions. I think we're going to do them live too, because you and I have not talked about these or really touched them that much since uh, the nominations were. That's that's very true. And I think we're both going to probably make a change in at least one category. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, but here we go. The no- We'll start with Best Film and just go down. Uh, for, for BAFTA Award nominees for 2022 Best Film were Belfast, Don't Look Up, Dune, Licorice Pizza, and The Power of the Dog. Uh, Joyce, I'm, I had Power of the Dog here when I did them, and I'm sticking with it, even though uh, I, I don't I don't know. I think it's going to win. Even like, though what? Coda's not here, okay. It can't be right in votes for Coda. Uh, no, I, it seems very likely the Power of the Dog will win here. I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, uh, not not changing this one. Um I, is it even, it's number one in the odds, right? It's, it's Belfast. It's not yeah. the first, or is it like, I, I know I, I could see Belfast winning, but I think, uh, it'll probably still lean power of the dog and Belfast can probably win like best British film. Exactly. We'll get to that one in a little bit, but it is also nominated for best, best British film tongue twister. And, uh, rest. Yeah. <laughs> rest, rest British film, best British film. And I think Belfast could win there. Power of the Dog certainly here. Uh, I was saying before we start recording, big December energy to me to those uh, the best picture nominees because you have Licorice Pizza and Don't Look Up, which were hot, flying high at the time. Well, yeah. So these, um, they initially, well, the, I mean, this was a the, for best film. It, it was like a general vote, so they had like the the fifteen from round one, the long list, and that was from. December to January voting. Right. <laughs> and then round two, everyone voted. But I think we discussed like uh after nominations and even as after Oscar nominations that uh the Brits went uh wild 
for licorice pizza and Bill Mocha more so than uh, Americans. For sure. They, they love them to the point where I was like, man, those are going to really clean house at the Oscars. And uh, I think it kind of fits because like they're the reception here is a little bit more divisive for both films, whereas like uh, around the globe, it, it they've been a little bit more receptive, like they don't have the same types of hangups that yeah. we do here. Sure. About both I, of them. I, th- I think that's yeah. fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I don't think either of them are going to win here. So. Uh, no, I think it's it's between Power of the Dog and Belfast, and yeah. Power of the Dog leans more towards a uh, the Baftas like previous best film winners. Um, but well, like No Man Land won last year, obviously, and uh, like like Roma, and even like Three Billboards. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, for best director choice, the nominees were. Aline Khan for After Love, uh, Raisuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Audrey Diwan for Happening, Paul Thomas Anderson for Liquor's Pizza, Jane Campion for Power of the Dog, and Julia DeCarno for Titan. That's a great list of nominees, first of all. Really love that. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the jury. Yeah, good jury picks. Could have done with Steven Spielberg in there, but obviously they were... That was, uh, that was never happening. <laughs> not the most pleased with West Side Story in, in the, the uh, BAFTAs, at least. Um, he's, he's also just like too, too mainstream. Or yeah. uh, also so, why, why it never so like people were predicting like Kenneth Branagh. I was like, he's there. The jury is not going to do that. <laughs> no. Uh, so for this one, Joyce, I had Power of the Dog and uh, Jane, and I'm sticking with Jane for Power of the Dog. Yeah, there's... I could see uh, Rasuke winning here, though. Mm, I I don't know how like where Drive My Car stands at BAFTA. Right. Because I have him in second. Like, yeah. And then also, so like winner voting for BAFTA uh, was from February 9th, the day after Oscar nominations till March 8th yesterday. So they also had a whole month. So I don't know when these people cast their votes. Like, did a lot of them do it right away? Did a lot of them do them yesterday? (laughs) If they did it right away and they're like, swayed by recent history like me because i'm always like oh the you're always reactionary saw. you you change things right 100 <laughs> if they're like me they might be like razuke is gonna win look how much people love drive my car uh but no i think jay campion's gonna win there i'd be i'd actually be yeah, very uh, who do i even have in second i i did this yeah in february so i have pta in second i don't i don't know i mean again this is like one of those categories where someone is like so far ahead. It's like, you don't even know how to rank everyone else after right. them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Joyce, now let's go to the best actress one. This I've been so excited to talk about this one. <laughs> should we, should we do this one last? I don't even know. Or like last of the it? categories. <laughs> do we save it for last? You want to burn through some more? And team best actress? I don't care. It doesn't matter. We could come back to it. Yeah. If you're watching this and are like, when are they going to do best actress? You could either skip ahead or keep watching, but a uh, best actor, Joyce, the nominees were, uh, Adil Akhtar for Ali. Uh, Ali and Eva, Mahersha Ali for Swan Song, Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Leo for Don't Look Up, Stephen Graham for Boiling Point, Will Smith for King Richard. A lot of good nominees here. I could see uh, at least a few people winning, honestly, because if it went like, if it goes, the one thing I always wonder with BAFTAs is, is do they shun Hollywoodish for like their hometown nominees, right? So like uh, Adil Akhtar or uh, Stephen Graham, but I, I'm going to pick Will Smith. I had Benedict, though, when we when I first did these, but I'm moving to Will Smith just because I think he's going to sweep through now, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, what do you think? It, it really could be any. I honestly would not be surprised with like three of these winners, four of these winners. So, I mean, it would be cool if it's uh, 
a non Oscar nominee. That would be cool. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's probably between Benedict and Will. And I've always felt like even way, you know, months ago that, uh, you know, if like Will wins the Oscar, like he can afford to lose BAFTA to Benedict. Right. Like it it wouldn't matter. Um, So I, I still have Benedict. I, I, it's weird because I could see like Power of the Dog winning like two acting BAFTAs and then not winning either of them at the Oscars. Right. It's uh, even though could, it performed yeah. better nomination wise at the Oscars as well. Yeah. I just, I feel yeah. like I totally agree with that. And I had thought that too, but now I'm just like, I just watching the season play out. And again, like trying to like read the rooms that is impossible to do when you're not in the rooms. I'm just like, man, you know what? Like, Will Smith is going to win. People like Will Smith, no matter where. It's also, <laughs> Will is on his third Oscar nomination. They've never nominated him at BAFTA before. Right, right. Still haven't nominated Denzel either. Incredible. <laughs> so, what an incredible miss by BAFTA. Um, yeah, I guess, like, the logic is, like, Will is, like, probably, like, 98% winning the Oscar, right? Right. So, like, he should be able to sweep if he's winning. And it's also now for the, the winners, it's the wide membership vote. It's not a jury anymore. It's not even just the acting mm-hmm. branch there. So, but again, like, I don't know how to feel about Will Smith. Like he is a huge star, but he has no awards history at BAFTA. Whereas like Benedict does, he has like a billion BAFTA nominations across film and TV. Um, and, and like even... Uh, like Power of the Dog is was better well received than King Richard. Um, King Richard wasn't even on the BAFTA editing long list, and it's an ace winner and mm-hmm. an Oscar nominee in editing. Great editing. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like uh, it, I think it got four BAFTA nominations, right? And only one of them, right? Was it four? I don't. Yeah, but only one of them was a general vote, which is the screenplay, right? Whereas yeah, like, the dog play. had more general uh, nomination support in the nomination stage. Right. So yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I might stick with Benedict. Um, I don't think it's, it's unwise to stick with Benedict. I just was like, and I, you're right. I think if we're like, if will I, no matter what happens here, I still think will will, will most likely win at the Oscars. I don't believe that we'll see like a, a resurgence like um i think if even if he lost here to benedict cumberbatch i don't know that. I don't, it's not the same as last year with like anthony hopkins and chopping bozeman because uh the father was a lot stronger than ma rainey mm-hmm. and it was coming on strong at the end and you know that was hyped for a full year as like he's gonna win the oscar as right. well right you know and like benedict has raves but it's not on the same level either and king richard is also stronger than ma rainey was at the oscars correct um so yeah we'll see i i, I like like i think all of those are good points but I, I i'm gonna stick with will or move to will off of benedict i just i'm like sweet sweet i could also like say I, i'm not gonna predict him but i also see stephen graham winning for boiling point so i thought that <laughs> I'm, not, too. I'm not gonna predict him <laughs> i'm not gonna predict either i thought it too because he's actually again so- if it's a jury i would feel more comfortable doing that He's actually campaigning for it. I saw he did like, he's doing like interviews like around the nomination. Well, yeah, no, like it's, it's like a successful there, like overseas. And then it's funny because like BAFTA does those like Q and A's with the nominees, like per category and only he and Benedict did the actor one, which is like hilarious. Like everyone else was just like hard pass. (laughs) 
uh, a joyce <laughs> like i didn't expect leo to do it but like yeah no, no one else did it <laughs> no uh supporting actress and i already lost the nominees here let's see uh katrina ball for belfast Jesse Buckley for Lost Daughter, Aaron DeBose for West Side Story, Anne Dowd for Mass, Anjanae Ellis for King Richard, and Ruth Nega for Passing. Great list of nominees. I think um, if we talked yeah, about this. Uh, well, we talked about this on Friday. I think Ariana would is the obvious pick, and I have her winning. But I think if there's going to be an upset, we could see it here from either Anjanae Ellis or Jesse Buckley, I would argue. As the I would say Jesse. Actually, I need to like update this because I did this February 4th. <laughs> <laughs> I have Katrina in second. Um, I, I have Jesse in second and I'm going to keep her there, but I just think that I don't think yeah, have, gonna I'm going to move Jesse to second. Um, Cause now I like after, cause I did this before Oscar, right. obviously. Right. Um, but now I think like Jesse was probably top two. Um, cause she, she did get nominated here for wild Rose two years ago when it was like the old system. So I think she has a lot of supporter in general. Um, and obviously she made the Oscars as well. Right. Um, and yeah, but I think, I, I think people are trying to pick like an upset here and I guess it could happen, but also even if Ariana loses, I think she's still winning the Oscar. I think this is just going to be like the sweeper of the season. We, we talked about this in our column last week, but it does feel like, we're looking for a reason to pick against her because she's the obvious. Cause it'll be favorite. more fun too. Like, and you have more to talk about because we don't need to ever talk about this category, but also like, she's so good at it. It's hard to predict an upset. And even here, I'm like, I don't think she's going to lose even. And even with BAFTA not really responding to West side story, I don't think she's going to lose. I just think that people are going to, you know, just going to push her in and she's going to win, but I guess we'll see. I, I do think I could see Anjane winning also, I guess we talked about that. I, but you were basing that off of like two anonymous yes. votes to her one. Yes. <laughs> there was a screen daily, like anonymous voters and everybody who in those things were like, either we really liked Anjanae Ellis or I'm going to vote for Anjanae Ellis. Not nobody picked Ariana DeBose, but it was like, no, she got one people. vote. She got one. There were six votes oh, and yeah. Anjanae got two and everyone else got one. Basically <laughs> Anjanae got two and also mentioned in a third. So I was like, that's like, but she didn't get the vote. Okay. Ruth got that vote, <laughs> but I'm just saying she was mentioned a lot. That Ruth would also people. be a great pick. Um, and I think if she had gotten the Oscar nomination, she could be a sleeper, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Yeah. I don't know if they'll go for a non Oscar nominee in a general vote. So this was, this was talked about like a lot of, I think Scott Feinberg was complaining about this when the nominations were announced that like BAFTA's lost. It's like, like (laughs) precursor luster because of the juries and because they like moved everything around. I don't think it has either. But I also think the fact is they're kind of it's a little bit they're free from having to like, you know, like we were saying yesterday, like the Critics' Choice Awards want to be predictive of the Oscars. I don't think BAFTA. Yeah, that's what they brag about, like even on their shows. (laughs) And I don't think BAFTA needs to be and now maybe is moving further and further away from needing to be. So then in that case, you could say like none of these none of not none of these wins matter, but none of them matter from like affecting the Oscars perhaps, but that means they could go and do Anjane Ellis or Ruth Nega or somebody here who is not going to win just because they like that well, performance. Well, Anjane would in theory affect the Oscars because she's nominated at the Oscars. True, true. But no, I, I like, yeah, like a lot of people think 
because of these nominations, like our Baptist new system that Baptist is now irrelevant and like, no, it's not irrelevant. Like if it may be irrelevant to you because you might not be able to use it that much anymore to predict the Oscars. If that was the only reason you were looking at the BAFTAs, but it's a 75 year old award show. They've been honoring film for 75 years now. And it, it, only became an Oscar precursor 21 years ago. It used to happen after the Oscars and they mm-hmm. did their own thing all the time. Like right. they didn't war Titanic. Well, so, we talked about it for West Side Story. They did it at the following years and they gave Yeah, because like, it was released a year later and there were like 18 nominees for best film that year. But one of like my favorite BAFTA wins uh, was when they gave director to Baz Luhrmann for Romeo and Juliet. Like they, they, they used to do their own thing. And even when... um like they became a precursor like earlier this century, they, a lot of their nominees and winners were not Oscar nominees and like their picks were still different. And it's only be, like more recently it's become a line. And that's also because the season became shorter right. and shorter. And then people just start like rubber stamping there's more award shows. <laughs> so then when you have like mass people voting, they just vote for the same people. So, but it's like, I I think if you're an award show, you should just vote for your favorite, like who you think is the best, like don't right. copy people. Like Also like last, if you're going by last year, BAFTA was like Canary in a coal mine for Francis McDormand and Anthony Hopkins. So. Yeah, it went eight for eight in the top. So it definitely categories. is relevant. And like if Anjanae Ellis wins, I think we would take that seriously. You're right. But like they could vote for Ruth Nega or Jesse Buckley here. I even if Jesse Buckley one, I don't have, like I think there's a chance Anjanae Ellis could win at the Oscars, I guess. But like if Jesse, Buckley are you going off here, the applause at the luncheon yes. on Monday? But if Jesse Buckley won here, I wouldn't be like, oh, she's a major threat to winning at the Oscars. I think it would not. I think that would way. also maybe help Olivia Coleman, right? Or right. right. So, uh, supporting yeah. actor choice, we have the nominees were Mike Feist, hell yeah, <laughs> uh, Kieran Hins for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Woody Norman, come on, come on, Jesse Plemons, Power of the Dog, Cody Smith McPhee, The Power of the Dog. I'm I'm sticking with Cody, but I really, really want to switch to Troy. My rationale is that Troy got nominated here at all. It makes me well, think like I, I he was always going to nominate in a jury. I guess so, but I'm just like <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I think don't think he was top two. I think it was a jury pick. I, I think the fact that he's here means he could. I mean, obviously he can win. He's a nominee, but I'm just like, will will he actually win? I don't know. I, I they, the love for Coda was obviously not as broad here. So, and like we said, Power of the Dog is going to win Best Picture or Best Film. I think Cody could win here. I still think Troy will end up winning at the Oscars, but I think this is a spot where Cody could win. Troy would need to win this to like completely lock it up because yeah, this is wins- it's the opposite for Cody. Like for Cody, SAG was always going to be his hardest, so not a surprise that he lost there. Um, and BAFTA was always going to be harder for Troy just because like the lack of support for Coda, like right. it didn't even make the editing almost <laughs> just, no. just like King Richard. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, if, if he is like, he, the SAG just proved that like he is win competitive, but he would need to win here to just lock it up completely. And I don't, it's not the same. I think I mentioned this last week. Like, I don't think it's the same as Yo Jung Yun last year. 
because I always felt like she was winning BAFTA and the Oscars and this, like, she's more like Cody where like SAG was harder for her. And once yes. she won SAG, I was like, I, she's just definitely going on the way now. Exactly. Um, so like she has more in common with Cody because they were like the critics sweepers. Mm-hmm. Like they just dominated the critics. Yeah, for sure. And their, their films also, uh, you know, they have more nominations for their films, like better well-received. So yeah, Troy and win this, but I, I'm going to stick with Cody. Um, and then also, uh, you know, Troy did not have to be Karen Hines at SAG because he wasn't nominated. Right. So he has to face up against him here. And this is his, you know, home turf, quote unquote. Um, I don't really see where do I even have him? <laughs> I actually have Troy in second, but I could see Kieran being second. Um, I have Karen. <laughs> I have Mike in third. Now I'm going to keep Mike in third. <laughs> I have Troy in fourth. I should move up Troy. Maybe I'll put, I'll put Troy in second. And then I, I'm going to keep my guy Mike Feist in third. Cause this is, this is the last thing I can do for him. Go for it. He's my and guy. He's so good. I and still can't believe he wasn't nominated. Just the abject failure of everyone except the BAFTA jury to nominate him this year. He should be winning. That's going to be one of those, again, where you just watch the movie in like a year or two and are just like, what the you know, hell? When, when people are watching it now, I can't tell you how annoying it is. Oh my like, God. <laughs> I watched it with my friends this weekend because they hadn't seen it. They were part of the problem because I told them to watch it. And what a the, miss. And like they they watched Spider-Man. They went to the theater to watch Spider-Man. So it wasn't even like, we don't They're not going to the theater, right, right. And then they were like, we'll just wait until- Also, if you're worried about the Omicron surge- no one's going to see West Side Story. The theaters are relatively empty. So you'd have like way back. I know, you have it all to yourself. You have it mostly to yourself. It's not like Spider-Man where you're packed I know. In. And then, so then we watch it on Saturday. And then like my friend was like, like he's winning, right? Like, oh like God, I was so like, good. he's not even nominated. Okay. It's like, incredible don't know performance. The pain for me. Like we've been That's talking about this for three months. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, he was, you know, he's my guy. I decided after I saw it in November, like I want him to win. I will support him unconditionally. So this is the last thing I can do. I'm keeping him in third, putting him on the podium. It's great. Get <laughs> and, a medal. Yeah. So that's, that's my top three. <laughs> right. Um, Joy's best original screenplay next. The nominees are super. Uh, this is like strong December, January energy. Uh, being Ricardo's Aaron Sorkin, Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, Don't Look Up, Adam McKay, King Richard, Zach Balin, and Licorice Pizza from Paul Thomas Anderson. I have Licorice Pizza winning here. Even though yesterday when we talked about the Critics' Choice Awards, I was like, I think Belfast is going to win the Oscars. And I think Belfast could win at the Critics' Choice Awards. I'm sticking with Licorice Pizza just because I thought it was a really strong BAFTA nominee, obviously. Like, they they did more. They This is this group liked Licorice Pizza more than anyone this side of me, seemingly. So uh, I think it's going to win. I would not be surprised if Belfast won. I have it in second. I don't know. I just think this is like a spot for for PTA to win. Um, I apparently I put Ligurish Pizza in first. Um, and I don't know if I'm gonna move it. Yeah. I I see the I think Belfast is probably first in the odds here, right? Likely. Um, I don't have the odds. I have hold on. But Vamp, let maybe vamp a little bit while I look at these odds. Hang on. I yeah, I think I when I did these, I was like, oh, they really like. PTA and like licorice pizza because right. he even he was he's the only white dude and director and that was in a jury. <laughs> so in our combined odds, it's actually incredibly close. Uh, licorice pizza is in first, Belfast is in second, but it's less than two hundred 
votes separating the two. It's got it's got to be the closest category we have uh, right now. Um. Yeah, I. Hmm. Also, I, no, I might just keep him. I think so. The last couple winners here at BAFTA. So last year was Promising Young Woman, and then Parasite, and then The Favorite which did not win the Oscar, as we know. Um, Truly criminal because the favorites in one of the funniest movies. Of so like good. Years. So funny. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that that's also like, you know, very British. What was the movie that won that year, Joyce? Oh, right. Oh, yeah. The initials are GB, not, oh, but not yeah. Green Bay. Yeah, so. no, I remember it now. Yeah. yeah. Great script. Uh, Real Cracker Jack. So, I, I guess, so like, you could say like the favorite was you know, always going to do well at BAFTA because you're right. British. And I guess you could say the same for Belfast. I get, I just get the sense from their past winners that they go with the more challenging original screenplay usually, or like, mm-hmm. and again, not to like besmirch Belfast. And I think it's a really personal work, but I think there's like the. Well, Licorice Pizza is also personal, not. Yeah. Licorice Pizza just feels like more of, in, if you're putting like the last three, like you said, like Promising Woman, Parasite and and the favorite licorice pizza fits more comfortably with those than Belfast, I guess I would argue. Yeah. The other thing is, um, so I guess like because of the month long vote is also like how, when did they vote for this? And like, were they also reacting, even though they shouldn't be, were they also reacting to the Oscar nominees? Right. <laughs> and and also, how like licorice pizza only got three all for PTA. Right. But and also Belfast, they liked her also. I mean, like, so I would not be surprised if it won. It is definitely, it feels like a coin flip, but we'll see. I think this is a big weekend for this category because we'll see from the Critics' Choice in here, you know, we could end up with a split where Belfast wins a Critics' Choice and P- and Licorice Pizza wins here. And then, you know, kind of really going into the Oscars is a little unclear, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. I... Uh, what if like don't look up ones? I would not be shocked because it did really well, but I just think that they're going to stick with one of the two obvious ones. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with uh, licorice pizza. But power uh, adapted screenplay, Joyce. This one is another uh, fun one. The nominees are uh, Sean Hader for Coda, Ratsuke Hamaguchi Drive My Car, Eric Roth, John Spates, and Denny Villeneuve for Dune, Maggie Gyllenhaal Lost Daughter, and Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. I'm going to. At the Oscars, I still think Maggie will, Gyllenhaal will win, but I'm going to go power the dog here as well. I just think it's a stronger play for BAFTA, and I'm going to keep it up. So Jane will win here. What do you got? Um, I have um, power the dog right now, but I'm actually considering switching to drive my car. Wow, nice. So that would be a good spot for drive my car. Predicting the upset, I believe in our odds, it's in third. So, uh, like, I actually can see that winning the Oscar. Um, and I think it's like fourth <laughs> in the Oscar odds. Um, but I, I just, I don't know if like how many people have like caught up to it uh, at, at BAFTA, like since the nominations, maybe they have because it got four Oscar nominations as well. I think and, that's a good way to think about it, right? Like it was yeah. made so much noise. It was like, this was a critical sensation at the time of the BAFTA nominations and a dark horse contender for Oscar potential. And then now it's 
got four Oscar nominations in four major categories and people were definitely paying attention to that and like taking note of the fact that they need to watch it or the one that they need to catch up on because they hadn't seen it compared to the other movies. So it is possible that it had a late push and maybe it's top of mind because it's the last one people watched. Um, and then the other thing is like, I don't know, like we said, Power of the Dog was stronger at the Oscars than here. Um, so I don't know if the film is also strong enough to win like picture directing, maybe one or two acting awards and screenplay. Like I don't, because that's what I have right now. And I don't think that's happening. So I think I should go off. Maybe I'll do drive my car. I mean, that'd be pretty good. You're, you're making a case for it. I'm not going to switch, but you're making a strong case for it. If we, right now we have a winning picture director screenplay and at least one acting nomination for me. And I think you have two. So, uh, yeah, like, I don't think that's happening. No, um, I don't think so either. So I have will winning and I have a winning, not for actor. So maybe that's my loss for it. And you have it winning here. You have tried my losing here instead of winning an actor. So not, not the, not the most, uh, unlikely scenario. I know. And I think like, well, I think people are just starting to doubt the screenplay win for it in general, because like, you know, they lost scripter. Yeah. And everything, but also like WGA is coming up, but like most I don't of think these it, films are not eligible there. Right. So it's kind of not, you know, I just don't think it's going to win at the Oscars. Cause like I, we said, yes, I said, I just think there's no real need for it to win. It already, she's already, G Camming's already going to win director and picture. And obviously they could vote for their favorite if it's their, favorite script they'll vote for it but i just think they don't think that way sometimes voters and it's like well i want to spread the wealth and there are other movies i don't even know like how many people think that way about spreading the wealth because if they like something i think they'll just vote for it because i think that was that was that was kind of the logic people were using seven years ago when like birdman won everything like you know um alejandro like in a2 you know, one screenplay directing and picture. Right. And Wes Anderson won nothing for himself for Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. And Boyhood, you know, like Richard Link- Linklater won nothing himself. So like those two guys went home empty handed and True. Alejandro won three. So like, like they, if they like it, they don't care. Whereas like two years later, you know, like the, the top three films that year were La La Land, Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea. And each of those guys, like Damien Chazelle, Barry Jenkins and Kevin Lonergan each won an Oscar. Right. So I think it's just like they pick whatever they think is best or like their favorite there. And it just so happens that that year it spread the wealth. Maybe, maybe right. Uh, but again, like, I don't know if like Power of the Dog here is strong enough to <laughs> win, win all those awards, like screenplay, directing and picture. And then like one or mm-hmm. two acting. Right. I mean, we'll see. I th- I like that drive my car pick. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to switch because I'm going to let you have it if it wins. But <laughs> that was good. That's a good prediction, I think. Uh, cinematography, Joyce is next. The nominees are Dune. So Greg Frazier, uh, Nightmare Alley, Dan Loutson, No Time to Die, Lena Sondgren, Power of the Dog, Ari Wagner, and Tragedy Macbeth, Bruno Debanel. I'm actually going to go with Dune here uh, with Greg Frazier. Um, yeah, I can see Dune doing really well here, I think. I have it winning almost every below the line thing. Yeah. I actually think if there's an upset here, it could be no time to die with uh, Lena Sandgren. Yeah. I think that could also, um, it's in sound, right? I think that could also win sound. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the next one, Joyce, was production design. 
The nominees were Cyrano Dune, French Dispatch, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story represent. <laughs> I got cruel. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, production design. Hang on. I, I messed up on my list here. That's fine. <laughs> production design. Those are the nominees. I have Nightmare Alley winning still. I don't know. I think I should switch to Dune, but I'm going to go down with the I, Nightmare I Alley ship. I'm going to go down with the ship. Okay. Um, I, I think I can see Dune doing like a 1917 and just like winning almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> Except like makeup and hair. Yeah. And uh, costume. Well, costume is next. We can do that one. Yeah. Uh, Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, French's Batch, Nightmare Alley. Uh, I have Cruella here, but I've actually thought of switching to Dune as well, just because I think it's going to do well. I, I don't if, think it I, I feel if, like if Cru- Dune wins costume design. Yeah. yeah. I think Cruella win, though. I have Cruella. And I'm, I'm um, assuming you do as well. Yeah. So there, it's, uh, it's probably just going to sweep the whole, the, the costume guilds are, are tonight on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. I'll probably win that as well. Next up was film editing. And I got to find that one. Boy, and nominees for Belfast, Dune, Licorice Pizza, No Time to Die, and Summer of Soul, which is a cool uh, nominee. Great nomination. Really fun. Uh, I have Dune. Winning again. Yes. I think I'm telling you. <laughs> and I have uh, Belfast and runner up spot, but we'll see. It wasn't even. Not I have a no time to die. Not second. a bad, not a bad play. I think no time yeah. to die is going to do pretty well or could do pretty well. Uh, and then makeup and hair. The nominees were Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye and House of Gucci. I don't know, Joyce. I, I, I kind of think Dune. I don't think Cruel. I don't think Eyes of Tammy Faye is like maybe connected. It's, it's, with uh, it's not like very British. I, I think it's, it's going to win Oscars. British right. <laughs> I, I actually think Dune or House of Gucci could win here. Uh, so I have Dune winning and House of Gucci in second. I I apparently picked House of Gucci in February, but I'm going to change that. I don't know if I should just go Dune all the way or do Tammy Faye. I don't know. I just feel like Tammy Faye, it didn't really rate here. It's obviously like really incredible makeup. I mean, like what else would have like been nominated? Like I just wasn't going to be a jury pick really. Right. Like this, this is its only like general right. nomination. <laughs> right. I don't know. Um, I just am like, I don't know. Yeah. It so like last year, very last year was Ma Rainey. Mm-hmm. One, and then Bombshell was the year before. Um. So, and then what was, I don't remember what was 2018. <clears throat> I don't think Vice won here because that won the Oscar, but I don't think it won. Let me see. Um, I don't know. Am I like a Dune sweep is so boring. Should I just pick Dune? <laughs> I mean, I did. I think so. Wait, the next okay. one we're going to do Dune also. It's score. Make, makeup and hair uh, three years ago was the favorite here yeah over vice so and then darkest hour before that which makes sense right um and then florence Florence foster jenkins here before that wow um i mean based on those winners i would say house of gucci actually is gonna probably win just they did they did like gucci a lot more over there than uh we did here so i think just based on the types i think that house of gucci could win I'm actually um, putting in, I'm, I'm switching my pick to House of Gucci. Yeah, House of Gucci. <laughs> going up. Boof. 
I just did. We were just like, it's not going to win. And then, yeah, now I'm doing it. (laughs) It's in. I got it. What a wild turn events in like two minutes. (laughs) Well, you come at me with the context and the information instead of my. I just, I just look up the previous winners. Yeah. (laughs) That's much better for me just coming up, coming it up off the dome extemporaneously like an idiot. Uh, Putting actual thought into this would help. Um, But no. I don't. I don't know. I'll just, I'll just do Dune for now. I might change it before Sunday. I don't know. All right. Well, here's another Dune one. And then we'll have two okay. more Dune ones after this, I believe. <laughs> but the nominees for best score were, uh, well, it, it, you know, whatever. It, Dune is going to win. Hang on. Let me find the score here. But it is, uh, why is it so hard? There it is. I think, Being I think the, it's just called music because they don't yeah. have a song category. Being the Ricardos, our boy Pemberton. Don't look up Nikki Bertel, Dune for Hans Zimmer, Alexandra Desplat for French Dispatch, and Power of the Dog Johnny Greenwood. But Dune, Hans Zimmer, I am winning. Yeah. Um, although Dune lost yesterday at the the Society of uh, Lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. The the music. Yeah. Guild, so to Encanto, great win. Yep. Um, but that's not nominated here. No. So. Yeah, I have yeah, Power of the Dog in second. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. <laughs> uh for best sound Joyce, uh there's another Dune, Dune classic. The nominees were Dune, Last Night in Soho, No Time to Die, Quiet Place Part Two, and West Side Story. I have Dune winning as well. Same. So congratulations to Dune. And then best visual effects. Uh Dune, Ghostbusters, made uh, free, Dune, Free Guy, Ghostbusters, Matrix Resurrections, and No Time to Die. And congratulations again to Dune, which I have winning. How many are we predicting for Dune? <laughs> I have at least six, right? I mean, like, there's a lot. Uh, there, there is a lot. I feel like I should change them. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll change makeup and hair. Yeah, go uh, to Gucci. Go back to Gucci. <laughs> Why are you telling me to predict the same as you? I don't know. So we both lose. Uh, that's great. Uh, this one I love best casting at BAFTA. They they need that at the Oscars. We keep saying that they really do. This is uh, the nominees. They have to, Bo- the casting directors have their own branch, but they don't have their own category. I know. They, they were Boiling Point, which is the Stephen Graham film. Uh, Dune, The Hand of God, King Richard, and West Side Story. I have West Side Story, but I actually think Boiling Point might win. Um. Yeah. So. I yeah, where is it? I lost it completely. Casting, yeah. So I I have West Side Story and then Boiling Point in second. Um, I don't. We don't have enough history in this category <laughs> to like mm-hmm. really know what they're doing. Right. Um, so I, I I don't know. Like we know, like we said, like it. You know, West Side Story predictably was not like huge over there. Um, and then these nominations were juried. So I always felt good about West Side Story getting in. Right. Um, but now everyone is voting for the winners. So the last, uh, it, this is the third year of the category. So last year, Rocks won mm-hmm. uh, British film. Yep. And then the first year, Joker won. <laughs> right. Over, over Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Personal History of David Copperfield and The Two Popes. And then last year, Rocks won over Comet Forces, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, and Promising Young Woman. Right. So 
not the most it, you, it's based on that very limited history. Not the, not the, yeah, the so expected you, you, so you, have to, you have to go your own way here. Trust your instincts. I think I'm going to do boiling point. I just feel like the West side there, the, I guess the case for West side story and casting as well, the BAFTA did not really warm to the film. They did nominate. But it's like the casting is so important in, to the film. And they nominated two of the actors. So like, which was also juried. Sure. Um, I, yeah, I, I would feel a lot better about, West Side Story winning it's uh, outside of Ariana like winning some of these categories um, if the winner voting were juried so what about uh, why what about the fact that we're overlooking Dune which has a best I think I think Dune if if it's like super it could like be like a Joker win (laughs) I mean like I actually might put it in first just because it's going to win so much and it was the best film nominee and obviously people really liked it and while none of the individual cast members would rate as a nominee just because of screen time and whatever. It is an incredible cast of actors and they're all really well cast. So I could see Dune winning. Yeah. I guess like my, like casting Dune, I guess it's just for me, I feel like it was, you know, a lot of famous people mm-hmm. and then it's just like getting those famous people. Whereas, you know, something like West Side Story, which is also like huge studio production but it's like finding the right people for those roles, which I think is somewhat more important than just casting like famous people Mm -hmm. into these characters, like for Dune. Um, And, you know, also different than something like Boiling Point. Um, True. So, and even like King Richard, like finding like the right people, like Sinai Sydney, an amazing Venus, uh, my favorite performance in that film. Like that's also, you know, a casting triumph, like finding people to play Venus and Serena. Um, like, like, cause like Will Smith was always like, he, he, he got the movie rolling, right? Like he was cast as Richard and then it's like finding these other people. So it's a great category. I've seen people like kind of dunk on, or like when we were talking about like adding categories, I've seen like people being like casting is stupid. Like who cares? Casting is so important, but it's so important because like even, and even like, and like, if you're thinking, oh, because you're going to have the most famous people. Like how hard is it to cast once upon a time in Hollywood? If you have Brad Pitt and Leo, that's not, that's not the casting. It's like casting the people around the A-listers around the leads. If they're the ones like already getting the the picture in motion. And it's also like the A-listers, the chemistry of the A-listers actually does matter too. I do think there is a talent to putting together super famous people. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I could argue that like, don't look up while I enjoy the film a lot, maybe more than most people seemingly did. I don't know that the casting totally works because it does feel a little top heavy. And, you know, maybe I would have done not Meryl Streep in there or not even Leo in there because it does Leo mesh with J-Law in a way that she needs to, or, you know, all those different things. It is a tricky thing to think about for casting. So I do love that category. Hopefully the Oscars actually add that maybe in the wake of- They'll, the they'll add it and then they'll announce it in the pre-show. Yeah, the maybe they can year. announce it on Twitter. Hashtag cat, uh, casting yeah. fan favorites. So, uh, animated film choice. The nominees were Encanto, Flea, Luca, and the Mitchells versus the Machines. I have Encanto winning here. Uh, yeah. Although they they've um have have gone their own way sometimes here, but mm-hmm. I think Encanto being you know a, a huge hit and like a recent hit as well. I think. Yeah it can win. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you're going to say what's going to win here, the case, you could make the case for flea again, I guess, if it's like, mm. 
or even Luca, maybe. But I think, like you said, Encanto. Maybe like Encanto stole all Luca's steam. Yeah, I think Encanto feels like kind of like a foregone conclusion. But uh, documentary joins the nominees for Becoming Cousteau, Cow, Flea, The Rescue, and Summer of Soul. And I have Summer of Soul winning mostly yeah. because it's the front runner at the Oscars. And also it was nominated for editing here. So I feel like there is a... Uh, Great choice. We need to normalize um, nominating non-narrative films in other yeah. categories. Oh, yeah. So it'd be great. Uh, what do you think here? Any upset picks? I mean, um, I have Flea in second. Same. Could see it winning, but I don't okay. think it will. Uh, let me see. The next one is a uh, film not in English language. And the nominees are Drive My Car, Hand of God, Parallel Mothers, Petite Maman, and The Worst Person in the World. Nice list of nominees. But I have Drive My Car winning here. Uh, seemingly is the the favorite to win. Yeah, like this could be Drive My Car's only win if it doesn't right. want to adapt it <laughs> or director here. But I have that winning. I think it's going to win. I mean, that would be a shock yeah. if it didn't win. Yeah, like I think especially since they've been voting for the last month and it got four Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, outstanding British film choice. And don't forget, we're going to go back to Best Actress. So we still get to do that if you're watching this. The most important category. (laughs) What are they going to end with? We're going to end with Best Actress. We're pulling a Soderbergh and ending this with Best Actress. So the nominees for Best British Film were After Love, Ali and Ava, Belfast, Boiling Point, Cyrano, Everybody's Talking About Jamie, House of Gucci, Last Night in Soho, No Time to Die, and Passing. Uh, I have Belfast winning. Yes, and I have No Time to Die in second. (laughs) Same. Uh, And then I have... Ali and Ava and After Love uh, kind of in third and fourth. Um, yeah. Uh, so is is this going to be the only thing Belfast wins here? Because that's what I have right now. So that's what I have too. But I think, like I said, I think it could win script. So we'll see, I guess. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I do think it's going to win Best British Film though. It just, it just feels like. Yeah, I think like this, this is uh locked for it i think um what was the last one i think three billboards was the last one to win british film and best picture Mm -hmm. so yeah um that also did better like in one other stuff as well obviously for francis mcdormand and sam rockwell um but yeah, I think this is Belfast's, and it it could be maybe its only win at BAFTA, which would be kind of weird, because um, also it's it's doing well at the box office there, not surprisingly, and it opened like late because it it opened in January, whereas it's already been out here since November. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I don't know if how much that affects things that it's doing well there. And I don't even know if like it's like kind of died down at all. I just know it, like it opened well. <laughs> uh, Joyce, finally, uh, the Rising Star Award. This one is voted for by the public. And I think um, voting closes tomorrow. And the nominees were Ariana DeBose, Harris Dickinson, Lashana Lynch, Millicent, Millicent Simmons, and Cody Smith McPhee. And on the account of appearing in 007, uh, No Time to Die, I have Lashana Lynch uh, winning. Uh, I actually have Harris Dickinson. Wow, nice. Explain. Who is Harris um, Dickinson? I, Let's start. There. I I can't really. Um, because what is he in? He was he was in. Oh, he's he's in the the Kingsman, obviously, right. and and the Souvenir Part Two. That was his twenty twenty one. But he was nominated at I think 
um, indie spirits a couple years ago for uh, beach rats. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but I think I just, I don't know. Like I can't, I don't know how, how like the British public votes. So I kind of feel like sometimes like the obvious choice to us isn't the winner necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, cause I remember like a couple years ago, I think it was like two years ago, it was like Aquafina and like Caitlin Deaver and like Jack Loudon and, and like they all lost. <laughs> right. Um, but then you have people like John Boyega winning. I think like Tom Holland's won, Daniel Kaluuya's won. I think Daniel Kaluuya is the only one who's won this and an actual competitive BAFTA. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I I don't think Ariana or Cody are winning. Not just because either. like they might win their competitive category. Correct. Um yeah. but yeah, I think I yeah, Lashana can definitely win, especially because No Time to Die did so well there. But I I don't know. I I I think I've like learned not to go with the obvious pick. So that's why I'm going with Harris. <laughs> All right, Joyce, you ready to do Best Actress? Not really, but yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so the nominees were Lady Gaga for House of Gucci, Alana Haim for Licorice Pizza, Amelia Jones for Coda, Renate Reinsva for Worst Person in the World, Joanna Scanlon for After Love, and Tessa Thompson for Passing. What a great list of nominees. It is a great list, and I'm not just being facetious here. No, like, it's awesome. Great list. I, I need more things to go over 5 or over 6, I guess, here with the Oscars because they don't feel the pressure to pick the Oscar nominee at all, or to like, you know, quote unquote, predict the Oscars. Uh, Joyce, I have Joanna Scanlon winning. Um, I am torn between Joanna right now and Renate. (laughs) So I believe Renate is the, the consensus pick in our odds for sure. Mm-hmm. She is definitely winning with Lady Gaga less than a hundred votes behind her in second. And then Alana Hyam and Joanna Scanlon followed by Millie Jones and Tessa Thompson. I guess my thinking for after love and Joanna Scanlon is that it's a British production. It did really well here. Nominations wise in, in multiple categories, seemingly that we've talked about and with free from, like we said, having to, predict the Oscars or pick a nominee or whatever. I think it's just like British people voting for things they like, and that'll be after love and Joanna Scanlon worst person world also did pretty well here. Um, But I'm not sure. I just think that this is a spot for perhaps Joanna Scanlon. You, you, so you're between the two of them. What about Lady Gaga? Can you see a world where she actually wins? Um, Yes. I, so like the reason I'm so, I'm I'm kind of torn between the two of them, Joanna and Renate, and then also on a, a lesser level, Gaga and Alana, because those two are the most Oscar adjacent mm-hmm. of this lineup, right? So I again, I don't know how these people are voting right. for the past month. Like they started voting after Oscar nomination, so they see, oh, like none of these people match. And so then, like, are are they just going to vote for the people who were closest to getting an Oscars, like Gaga and Alana? Well, the or are they actually they like, go with their heart, as the the Belfast tagline is? Right. <laughs> like, they liked obviously Licorice Pizza a lot, 
That was the yeah, and they all like House of Gucci also did better there than here. So those are early in early days. I was like, oh, maybe Alana actually could win here because you know they liked her, they liked the movie. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think I just feel like this is a spot where we're going to be like watching it on Twitter, and Joanna Scanlon's going to win, and people are going to be like, who? What? Oh, definitely, people are going to be like, who? Um, so yeah. So then I guess the other thing is, is like I don't know, just because obviously Gaga and Alana are from bigger movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like do, does their visibility help them more in a popular vote? Like ahead of someone, even, even though like after love was like a really successful overseas, like in, in Britain and uh, you know, she got raves and she won uh, the British independent film award, which is also mm-hmm. why I'm like leaning more towards her the Joanna, I mean. Um, so I don't know if like, yeah, like Gaga and Alana's visibilities, like their films visibilities help them more. Like, like does that give them a leg up with a general vote over like Joanna? I don't know. It's, it, I feel like it could, like you could literally make the case for four or five of these people winning. Um, I think, I think I'm going to put Tessa last, unfortunately, even though I really liked her in passing um i don't know what i'm gonna do should i just do so should i just make my my top two i think i'm gonna do joanna and renate i might change this a lot before sunday (laughs) sure i mean renate would be make a lot of sense the movie people love and they loved her performance and i think she's you know got a lot of support but i just feel like this is like a joanna scanlon upset win or whatever is it even an upset though? Well, I guess, I guess if you're not really like following this closely, you don't know what after love yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you think about Amelia Jones? Who? Boy, I really thought of here. her actually. I thought she could. Who's also British. <laughs> she's also British and she's great performance. And I wish she would have gotten an Oscar nomination for sure. Um, I don't understand how she didn't, honestly. Uh, but I don't know. I would be surprised. I just don't like we talked about yesterday. Coda feels like basic American red meat and I don't oh know. yeah totally yeah again a remake if, of a of a french yeah. film i just don't know if it like is gonna if the the bafta voters would respond to it as well as like american audiences have but yeah it's, it's very american and i think she was definitely a jury pick for this so the other thing after oscar nominations because i think when we were reacted to the bath nominations we we're like oh like gaga and alana were top two but now I actually think top two was like Joanna and Gaga. Yeah. Like I can see like Alana being a, a jury, jury pick. pick. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. So honestly. I don't know. I guess like depending on the result, what, what do you think it would say about how BAFTA votes in the absence of an Oscar nominee? I think it would say that they're voting what they like the most. Like, I think that's just what mm-hmm. it's going to come down to. These are the actress that they like the most or the performance that they like the most. So if, if it's <clears throat> like Gaga or Alana, you don't think it's because they were closest to Oscar? No, I don't think so at all. I think it's just that they like those movies more than Oscar voters did. Those movies were well liked there. Like House of Gucci and Licorice Pizza did really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that to me just means that they were like the the audience for the BAFTA voter enjoy those movies more than the Oscar voters. So that's why they would pick not because it's like Oscar adjacent to me. Like late, House of Gucci is not really Oscar adjacent. It got one nomination. 
No, but like she was, she was the closest to right, a right. I see nomination, yeah. and she was the only one who hit all the precursors. Right. Yeah. I see what you mean, but I don't think it matters. And I'm trying to think who was like the last BAFTA winner who wasn't an Oscar nominee, because this is the first time, obviously, that none of the nominees are nominated at Oscars. But who was the last BAFTA winner to win that wasn't an Oscar nominee? I think it was Tandy Newton. For crash right, right. <laughs> um but also that year um they put rachel vice who like won the oscar in lead at bafta and she lost two mm-hmm. feats so i guess they had like nowhere to go yeah because like rachel vice was nominated for both obviously when she won and regina right. wasn't nominated here um Oh, you know what? It's one of my favorite BAFTA winners. Which one? Like ever. <laughs> Bill Nye in supporting actor for Love Actually. Just Great. like they need to do more of this. This is what they need to do. BAFTA. Again, early like 2000s when they became a precursor, but they were still doing their own thing with like their inspired picks. He was obviously not nominated at the Oscars, but he beat the eventual Oscar winner, Tim Robbins. Paul Bettany was also nominated that year for Master and Commander. And they gave Peter Weir director of Master and Commander that year. Like, do more of this, BAFTA. You don't need to predict Oscars. So this category, like, you could do that. But yeah, more more Bill Nye's. And see, Mike Feist can be the Bill Nye of the year. I mean, that'd be great. I don't think it's going to happen, but... No. I Again, I would feel a lot like better about his chances to win. It was juried, but I don't, I don't, I don't trust the masses. <laughs> but he should be the Bill Nye of the year. Um, yeah, but like, so, so they, they can do that here. Oh, they're forced to do that here, obviously. Right. Um, I guess, so I guess I'll, I'll do it to Joanna, I guess for now. <laughs> yeah, I think Joanna's going to, I could see that happening. Um, but wait, is she, so wait, Renate is first in the odds? Where's yeah. Joanna? No, Renate and Lady Gaga are first and second and it's pretty close. Okay. I also feel like people haven't really updated BAFTA, so. No, I don't think so either, but. If you're watching this, you could go right now and update it on goldderby.com. But, but don't Scanlon. copy us because we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, no, it. don't copy us, but like do pick Joanna Scanlon. I mean, come on. Like that'll be. But you don't want, if, if we're right, we don't want more people to be right. Oh yeah, don't pick Joanna Scanlon. Pick somebody else. We're wrong. <laughs> this is why I never encourage people to copy me. Because <laughs> uh, they can't they can't also be right and then they can't blame me if right. they get it wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, Joyce, any, anything else here before we wrap up? That was, those are the BAFTA awards. Yeah, um, what else is EGA? Uh, well, well, this morning, uh, in in another an, another chapter of of the the eight categories. Oh uh, yes, I forgot. Yeah, we got we got we got a letter, <laughs> an open letter this morning on Wednesday morning from it's signed by James Cameron, John Williams, and Kathleen Kennedy, uh, sent to the Academy membership or leadership, excuse me, and David Rubin, uh, that basically asked them straight up to reverse the decision to remove the presentation of the eight awards from the live uh, telecast. I don't think they're going to reverse the decision, Joyce. They, they've been kind of clear that they're not going to do that. Or, so or at least, now, you know, ostensibly, that's, that's, the, that's the party line. I guess it could still change in the next two weeks if more, I think we need more high-profile people to come out and do this. So we've had high-profile filmmakers, Guillermo del Toro, Gene Campion, Denny Villeneuve, Steven Spielberg. We, we need like actors. James Cameron. We need the actual actors. The acting, if, if this is going to get changed over, it needs to be like the 20 nominees or as many of them as possible. Or just like, like just A-listers in general. Like you don't even have to be a nominee. 
I think it would say a lot though if the nominees banded together and said like, yeah, for we're sure. either gonna we're either gonna go in, we're gonna be in the auditorium at seven for the ceremony, which is not what ABC wants because they want them on the red carpet between seven and eight, uh, or you're gonna have to change it or something. I don't, I don't know if we'll get to that point though. I just don't know how what the obviously this is a sore spot for the for the categories affected and for the filmmakers certainly are like standing behind their their teams like Steven Spielberg has got nominees who will be potentially winners or not, but they're nominated and their categories will not be on the live broadcast. So of course he's going to like make a statement about this and same with Jane and same with Danny Villeneuve and Guillermo del Toro. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Will you see the actors come together and say something? Will that be tomorrow Friday, Thursday or Friday morning, or the actors going to put out a statement that are like it, they're, they're writing their letter right now. It's it's taking I don't know two weeks to write their letter. <laughs> and even if they do, will anything change the, at the Oscars? I, I mean, I could see like more nothing. letters coming out. I I think so. Like last time when this happened, the huge letter was from ASC, and that was signed not just by the cinematographers but a ton of super famous people like actors and all that. It was like hundreds. And then they kept like adding more names to it. So the the people signing it. So I think we need something like that. I don't like, you know, it's, it's great and all that we have this letter from uh, James Cameron and the music branch, obviously. Um, cause, cause they're the ones also affected. Cause so that's also expected. And there was also reports that the, the score nominees were talking about like boycotting. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's enough to make waves because they're already being treated, as they say in the letter, like second class citizens. Correct. By them, you know, I, I get the feeling that even if the actors came out and denounced it, I think they're going to just push ahead and say, we're trying it this year. It doesn't mean it's going to happen next year and like see what happens. I actually wonder what the Academy even wants, because clearly this is like an a- ABC was like it, it's an ABC forward. order. It's ABC order. I think that was in the Scott Feinberg piece. They were like, you have to remove 12 categories or we're going to just cancel the Oscars, which it doesn't make which any is like, sense. OK, that's 100 percent a bluff. And then the Oscars just like coward. <laughs> so then they did eight categories, obviously, instead of 12. And they're not going to cancel the Oscars. But also they can't cancel like all it was. ABC would do was just stop carrying the Oscars. You can still find a new home. <laughs> right. So uh, that to me means they're going to at least, it makes sense for the Academy leadership while, you know, have to push forward and try it because if the, whatever happens with the show, then they could say as a data point next year, when they're talking to ABC about production, they could say, well, you, we made the entire Hollywood community irate. Most of our core audiences were very upset with the decision as they talked about on social media for three weeks. And in the end, we only added a million viewers up from last year. Perhaps we should think about another way to reframe this or something. I I could see them like wanting to actually do it now to just get the data and then have at least a case to make for ABC because ABC could sit there and say, the ratings are terrible. They've dropped three of the last four years. We understand no one's watching live. Everything is terrible. <laughs> yeah, everything is bad now. Nobody watches live shows, but whatever. And you have to try something because we're your broadcast partner. So at least then the Oscars could say we tried something. It didn't work either. So like there is a world where it makes sense to me, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, like it's going to be an awkward event. I, what I could see happening is um, if the actors do come out against it, 
I still don't think it'll change. And then on the show, I wonder if the winners will like make like if Jessica Chastain wins Best Actress and uh, the hair and makeup team from Tammy Faye had won in the telecast in the pre-show and their speech was edited. I can't imagine her speech going unremarking on the unfairness of that. I, I imagine she will like very aggressively and forcefully say like. I think every winner on the actual live show should address it. And they might. I mean, honestly, they might, especially when they're connected to it. Like like I'm saying with Jessica for sure. Or if Pamela Martin wins for editing, maybe King Richard uh, says, I mean, King Richard, maybe before King Richard, maybe Will Smith says something in speech. If he wins, I do think we'll see a cascade effect and the show will be, if not dominated by this, will not. it will not be not mentioned. I can't imagine it will not go, it will go unmentioned. The thing is, is so if ratings increase even by like a smidgen this year, which likely will happen, um, although like probably not either, because like things are already opening up, people will be more inclined to go out and like, you know, do things on a Sunday night in late March. And I... I can see them saying like, oh, it went up like even a million, even though that's so minuscule and they'll credit this as the reason why when it's not the reason at all, you know? I do think it'll go up and I do think the ratings will go up because last year was such a washout and there are actually movies and stuff this year that people care about. So I, I do. But believe the again, I don't even know, up. like they'll like none of my friends watch the Oscars. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. I think people watch it this year just because they've seen some of the movies. Certainly, like they've heard of like Dune and King Richard and West Side Story. But like, why? Like, if they care about it winning, they could just go on with their lives and then just check online to see if Dune won. Yeah, I guess they it's don't not about the winning. It. It's about just like watching it. Like it's an event. I just think people watch it this year. I, don't, like, I just year, don't think. No it's, like, I think it, they they just have a gross misunderstanding of what uh, like how people consume like media now, like True. it's not like 25 years ago when the only way you can find out who won an Oscar is to watch it live. Right. Well, that's the biggest issue. And we're going to know who won these other categories. Yeah. They're going to they find out on Twitter, like who yeah. won those eight categories. Like, it's Yeah. I can't wait to see who won based from a, a tweet by Kyle Buchanan in, in the, in the auditorium. Um, but uh, Joyce, yeah. that's it. So I get, we'll wrap up there. Uh, the big weekend ahead. We'll, we'll touch base next early next week, I guess, to talk about everything that happened and then see what'll happen. Uh, and then next week we have uh, PGA, <laughs> which will really help us. I think on the power of the dog versus Coda, uh, the tangle for best picture. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk then Joyce. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. For all things, Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at Gold Derby. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.